1: And welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host Daryl Amy here today with the one, the only Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? It's I'm I'm almost in holiday mode, Daryl. I'm I'm just about getting there. I think in the I think by tomorrow I'll be full in holiday spirit. I'm ready. I love the holidays, and uh, you know I love, of course, I love Christmas. I like getting off for the holiday. I love, but what I really, really love. And, and I may just be a nerd on this, but I love well, the You already are a nerd. You don't have oh, to say. Thanks, Larry. Thanks year so year. much. I love the week between Christmas and New Year's because it is a fantastic week uh, to reflect and, and then plan. And, and the phone's not ringing. And, and I get so much done this week. This is my favorite week of the year. In fact, I think uh, we're going to probably end up talking about that. Uh, with our special guest today, which is going to be really good. But by the way, welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. If you're new, you've joined a growing community of sales professionals, somewhat irrelevant, not irrelevant, irreverent sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, uh, doing the hard work, being the real deal. We call it Selling from the Heart and uh, Larry, speaking of selling from the heart, I have seen the T-shirts are here. Yeah. I know, you, you know, you know. I, I've been I've been dripping them out just a little
0: bit. And what, what's really interesting is to see the comments coming through on Instagram, going, "Where can I get those shirts from?" So, uh, they're know, so there's they're so fun. There's some big surprises after the first of the year, but.
1: Yeah, um, we didn't. We're not great at getting out. Uh, we weren't there for Black Friday, but we're there <laughs> if you have that uh, gift card that you won for being rep of the month and want to buy a cool t-shirt. Actually, the sale, selling from the heart shirts are fantastic. I think you're going to love them. We'll put some of them in the show notes. Things like "Don't reek of commission breath" uh, it is personally my favorite one, uh, but I think uh, I think you're going to love this selling from the heart shirts. But we need to get down to business here, and, and we have a fantastic guest today that I think is going to uh, really, uh, you're going to love and add a lot of value. So why don't, why don't you uh, set it up, Larry, and, and we'll invite our, our good friend and guest in. Uh, I'd be honored to, and, it, and it's interesting because
0: I met Scott Ingram through Selling from the Heart, and it, you know the book had been out about a week. And I started getting an email from Scott and he goes, hey, you know, I'm, I think you said at that, that time I'm halfway through your book and, you know, I love it and I'd be more than happy to give you a review. And long story short, we struck up a really great friendship and Lee Bartlett, you know, wrote the forward and Lee was kind enough to write something in Selling from the Heart. And um, I think Scott's going to Scott's a welcome addition to Selling from the Heart. I've enjoyed getting to know Scott Ingram. So without further ado, welcome to Selling from the Heart, Scott Ingram.
1: Great to be here, guys. <laughs> great to have you. Now, you know the drill. I mean, every guest <laughs> that comes on Selling from the Heart, uh, we ask the question, what does it mean to you
2: to sell from the heart? Yeah, and such a great question. I, I think it's so simple, though. It's really about doing what you know is right. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, sales is not something that you do to someone. It's something that you do with and for somebody. Ah, right? well that's said. That's what, that's what sales is, is to me. And as I know, we'll, we'll kind of talk about here in the opening is I've learned a lot. I I have a podcast called sales success stories, and I only interview folks who are active quota carrying individual contributors, and they have to be either number one, or they work for some giant organization, in which case I'll settle for the top 1%. And I have learned so much. I'm now, gosh, we just released uh, episode 58 uh, so I've done a, a ton of those interviews out of, uh, through the last couple of years and have learned so, so much. And there's an incredible amount of alignment between the sort of the mindset and the approach of those who are really at the top with mm-hmm. selling from the heart. And it's so different from the stereotypes that even I uh, had in my head as, as I embarked upon this journey a couple of years ago. You That's know, Fantastic.
0: Yeah. And, and it's interesting because it, I mean, Scott and I have had a chance, you know, to, to kind of dive into this about that top 1% and so forth. But it, but it's, it's really simple. And, and I throw a lot of buzzwords out there, Scott. So just get used to it as you get to know me. But, you know, I package all this things together and just say, you just got to give a rip And it. And when yeah. you give a rip, And it's something and I remember we interviewed um, James Muir is a good friend of Selling from the Heart, not only the podcast, but James Muir is a good friend of mine. And he just says it's something that just oozes from you and people can tell it. People can sense when you're the real person, when you're genuine, you're not faking it. You're not Mm -hmm. deceiving anybody. And, you know, that's why we're waving the flag so hard on this, because we just got to take a step, step back and say, you know what? Our clients and prospects are craving it. We just have to ask them and just realize that in order to be successful moving forward, you got to bring your heart first and foremost to the business world. That And that's our opinion.
2: Well, and it is that. It's, it's about being human and being the best version of yourself. And, and we have this, like the stereotypical top salesperson in our minds tends to be this super aggressive, I will run over my own grandmother if it means I'm going to get a commission check. And the reality is that's not what it is. And, and the reason I started this show is I felt like the gap in the marketplace, I mean, I've learned a ton from a lot of folks who have written books and, and put this content out there and do a lot. Of speaking and things like that. But what you don't hear is the voice of the people that are in the trenches right now at the very highest levels, what they're actually mm-hmm. doing because they don't, they're busy. They don't come out. I mean, the, the reason we did the sales success stories book, I was getting ready to do an interview in, in a Las Vegas hotel room. I was out there for a conference and met this guy who was like mind blowing, had actually been a VP of sales. His name's Robbie Siegel, had been a VP of sales for the previous 10 years, decided, you know what? I am on the road too much. I'm not able to spend as much time with my family as I want. A, a, an opportunity came up for a territory in his in his city in Las Vegas. And he said, you know what? I'm going to give up this title and give up this role. And I'm going to go pick up that bag. And we're going to see if all the stuff I've been talking about <laughs> for the awesome. last 10 years that's is awesome. real or not. And within two years, he was number one of 200 salespeople. Wow. Right? And and so like those are the stories that are that are missing. And when I told him why I do this show and what this is about, and I said, you know, I I read all these books, but there's no books by by you. He said, yeah, because we're too busy selling. And so that voice was really missing. And I, I wanted to capture that. And it has been so stereotype smashing in that. And it really took me a while. It it was when we did our first sales success summit. So I I wanted to bring a lot of these folks together and and do an event where again, all of the presenters are the top 1%, the top 1%, right. Who are still carrying a bag, still selling and and not on the speaking circuit and whatever else. And it was then that it clicked. I, I saw, we all saw and felt just the the humility and the man, just the willingness to give and help. And, and that's the other thing with my show. Like they don't get anything for coming in. And my episodes are long, you know, my average episodes, like 75 minutes. I'm not good. Like you guys, where you keep it up. Well, under 30 minutes. <laughs> your drive time, is not... just like a long <laughs> time. Yeah, well, I mean, this would be great in L.A. drive time. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I was going to say this isn't one commute unless you're one of those extreme commuters where you got to drive 90 minutes to get to your yeah. job. So there, lots of opportunities for the sales folks in California, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and And so anyway, what what happened was just. Their willingness to give back too. I mean, just the fact that they'd be willing to schedule a two-hour interview with me—that's the amount of time that we schedule to get through this stuff—and and they're more than happy to do it and and give back to the sales community that has given so much to all of us. Yeah, and it's it's just. It's really eye-opening. And it really opened with one of the things that I do. We recorded all of the the sessions from that summit. And if folks come and join my mailing list, if you you go to top1.fm, you get on that mailing list. I'll send you any one of those videos that you want. But it was Dewan Brown who really opened the summit and set the stage. And he talked about success through service. And he really has this model of just giving Profusely. And he was initially worried that people are going to take advantage of me. I'm going to get hurt in this deal. Mm. But you know what? Everybody understands what's going on and is respectful. And he's like, I've never been taken advantage of. And that, again, just so much set the tone. And it was. It was persistent, right? This is the trait among the best. They're the most passionate. They care the most. They care about their clients' outcomes, not the outcome isn't the signed contract. The outcome is the client getting what they are buying and and what that is supposed to deliver and them owning that all the way through, even if they don't, even if they hand that relationship off to somebody in client success or an account manager or somebody else, they still take ownership of that outcome. Nice. Yeah, you know, and, and you said, and you
0: said something that, that was really key as they take ownership. And, and I can remember back to, you know, to my days and, you know, I came out of the office technology space and, and it was just riddled with, you know, unfortunately, not a lot of selling from the heart as a lot of other sales channels are as well. But there's one thing that that I always shared with people and I would look somebody in the eye, Scott, and I would tell them this, there's nobody and I'd say it with confidence that would out care as much as me sometimes to my own detriment. And, but, but that's okay. That made me me because I wore my emotions <laughs> on the sleeves. And I think that's a really, you know, if you, if you probably peel the back even more and you really take a step, you know, who are these one percenters? They actually care so much that they can't, you know, it, it, it it's something that just, you got to experience it to really understand it, but it's, they can really pick up on how much you care. And I always say, you know what, someone would outsmart me, somebody could outwit me, but nobody would outcare me. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think that's what I want people to really understand.
2: Well, and, and again, it's, it's, the, it's the sixth sense that all of us have, right? You pick up on especially the negative, right? You can tell like this guy's yeah. out to freaking screw me. Yeah, And you're going to shut down and you're not going to give, but that, that same sixth sense comes into play, Larry, with what you're talking about when just that, that giving is built into the DNA and you can tell, Hey, this person isn't only out for themselves and their commission and has commission breath. They -hmm. care about what I'm doing. And, and they're, and it's, it comes across in so many different ways, right? They're asking the right questions because they, they're generally just curious and interested and they care.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Ooh, you, but, but it's, it, it's, um, cause I I always urge, you know, if you want to understand about giving and what it means, I urge the sales world straight across. doesn't matter what industry you're in, what channel you're in, learn how to give back to your community and learn how to donate your time and learn how to give to a charity and things like that. And you'll really start understanding it and you'll start internalizing it. And, and if more salespeople in, you know, all around the world would learn how to give back within their local community. Watch what starts
1: to happen internal to yourself. Yeah, that's good. Well, Scott, you know, I, I referenced earlier, we're heading into the last week of the year, and this is always a pivotal year in, or pivotal week in my life. And uh, I, I know we're fellow uh, productivity and achievement hacks. I'm just looking for ways to, to make our lives better. I'm curious what your end of the year Uh, practices to debrief your year and, and set yourself up for success in the new year.
2: Yeah, you know, I feel like there's something about the way the calendar worked out this year. I feel shortchanged. It, it, it seems like we normally get more three days, than three right? days. It's The
0: same time,
2: man, it, it doesn't change. <laughs> well, no, but I, I think Christmas is, you know, I, in the past it's been on the weekend or whatever you get. I know there's something there's something funky about the calendar. I haven't diagnosed it yet. So I, I actually started early um, in in doing some of those things, and a lot of it is yeah. For for me, it's. There's a little bit of debrief, but I'm, I'm kind of constantly internalizing what's working and and what's not working and making adjustments as I go. For For mm-hmm. me, this time of year is a much more forward-looking exercise, and mm-hmm. it's trying to get to the core of – I'm less about the – the results, the, the results matter, right? I'm, I'm sort of mm-hmm. looking, but I'm, it's, it's taking that back and peeling that back a few layers and trying yeah. to get to what are the consistent activities where I know if I execute on these things, if I, if I do these things consistently, the results will take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. And so that's really what, what this is for. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at all the different parts of my life too right? So I'm looking at, I've got a family, I've got two yep. girls who were, who were 10 and 12. So I, I look at that and the relationship I have with my wife, I look at, uh, obviously my, my sales. So that's a, that's a process of looking at the numbers, the clients, what those opportunities are, how I'm going to go attack that, not just from the, the call activity and the meeting activity, but also, how am I going to prioritize different things at different times? And when do I need to be on the road and how can I consolidate things and bring things together, uh, in, in that approach? So one of the things that, that I track, I'm actually in a strategic account role. So I work with 15 all fortune 500 accounts. They're all over the country. I I do have some pretty good, uh, pockets in, in the Bay area and in Minneapolis and and in New York city where I I get a little bit of leverage when I'm Mm -hmm. in town kind of working. working with those clients. But one of the things that I do is I will actually look at when their fiscal years end and making sure that I'm aligned with their budget processes. So that starts to sort of inform this macro view of the calendar and Mm -hmm. how I'm going to attack things. And and again, where's my focus and where's my priority going to be at different points of the year? Because it's going to shift and it's going to evolve. And I need to look at, hey, when is our big... Uh, trade show event of the year where a lot of my clients are going to be, and we're going to be hosting a big client dinner. So, right. Putting, putting all of those ingredients together. But then for me, I, from there, it becomes about how do you boil it down and simplify it, right? It's not about having, you, you can't have 40 goals, right? right. You're, you're gonna. That's gonna be useless, right? I'm trying to get this down to like five or six things that I can look at every day and see, like, am I making progress toward this? And ultimately, I mean, the ultimate productivity hack for me. And, and we were talking before we got started here. I'm actually going to uh, build this into a presentation that I'll give at the at the next sales success summit that we're hosting here in Austin in October. It's this it's a practice that I've developed over the last, it's almost 15 years now. And it originally started with David Allen's getting things done. Yes. The hard here's the hard part about this. recommendation. Though. Uh, here's the hard part about the recommendation though. The book, I hate the book. When I was first introduced to getting things done, uh-huh. I, somebody gave me the CD recordings of him giving like a two day seminar. Uh. And that, that was gold. Cause I tried to review it and I'm like, Oh, let me go read the book. And I was like, Oh, this is, this isn't, this isn't even close. Yeah. So it started, wow. it really started with that. It's sort of, and again, it's a condensed, like I've boiled off all the water and all the fluff in the process. Mm-hmm. And I go through this exercise. It takes me about 45 minutes when I'm really dialed in every morning. Mm-hmm. And first I go through all of my email accounts of which I have too many. And I everything goes to inbox zero. Yep. And there is, there's an action folder. There's a waiting for folder that is so core to the process. There's a future folder. And then there's a today folder. So the future folder is basically, these are things that I need to do and have on my radar, but they're, I'm not going to work on them this week. The action folder is, this is things that I'm going to work on this week. And that helps me in sort of this triage process because it's all about triage. Mm-hmm. And then the today folders, obviously, these are the things I'm going to do today. And then I use another tool called Todoist um, the, that I kind of track the actual action items. And then the other core piece of this is looking at the calendar and just recognizing how much space do I have available? Yeah. I confirm every meeting that day, because what I don't want to have is an unexpected opening, right? If something's going to open up, I want to know about it. And I want to make use of that time and either put another meeting there or know, hey, I can I can knock out some work on a significant project in this in this particular time block. So you know, on the days that I'm on the road or I'm in wall to wall meetings, that triage process is just sort of looking at and figuring out, OK, what are the absolute must do things that I need to get done today? And just yeah. a recognition and letting myself off the hook of like, ain't nothing else happening. Like, that's right. just what it is. Yep. Other days. Hey, like like this time of year. Right. I'm, I'm just waiting on two POs. My contracts are signed like I'm, I'm pretty well buttoned up for the year. So now um, it's, it's more, I've got more white space and I can work on mm-hmm. more of that bigger project stuff. And so I can pull more things in mm-hmm. to that to-do list. And it's, it's the daily practice. And then I have a little bit longer weekly practice that I do where I'm, I'm going into that future folder and I'm taking a longer term view and I'm really making sure that I review the goals because that's the key. Like goal setting is great, yeah, but you have to, you have to have a regular focus on it. You have to be looking at it on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. Or what did you do that for? Like, oh, that was a wish. That was a penny I threw into a pond. That's right. Four months ago, is that stuff going to come true? Like, I'm yeah. not. I, these are goals. They're not wishes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good.
1: When well, this is such a good time of year to sit down and start evaluating all of that. Like, how how am I doing in that area of Managing my time, my most precious resource. How am I doing? Do I have goals? You know, if not, this is the week to set them, and this is the week to recalibrate on all of that. Um, And 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 what is it? You said something early on uh, that that I just thought was so such gold. Is what is it in my life, in my professional life in particular, that's working? Like what's working well? And let's figure that out and let's do some more of that. Right. And, and what's not working and you know, let's, let's fix that. This is a great time for some self-reflection in those areas. And we don't always get to do that when life is, is running at Mach three. And, and so, you know, I, I mean, I just want to challenge everybody this week and I feel like you, know, I feel like we got short changes kind of, this is not a good week to have a short week, but find that time and And I, when I say time, I mean like a day or two even this week and and really dig into into all of these things um, are so good, so good
2: yeah two two other things i'll i 'll add real quick and and again, part of that distillation process is. I think there's a tendency this time of year to just keep adding on and adding on. Like there's so much more that I should be doing that I can Mm -hmm. be doing. Mm -hmm. And I challenge you to like, hold back on that, right? Like what is, what is the pace that you know you can maintain? So for example, when I started the podcast, I, I only do a new episode every two weeks Mm -hmm. because I know that I can maintain that pace and I can deliver every single time. Had I embarked and thought I'm going to do a weekly podcast that show would be dead right now. There's no way that, that I could have maintained that. The other one of, there's, there's a couple of like core Harvard Business Review articles that seem to have been like really informative in my life that I discovered years ago. And, and one was manage your energy, not time. Yes. And there's parts of that that are so counterintuitive because logically you would think, I have X amount of energy available for the day. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to waste that on working out that that's going to consume my energy but right. the reality yes. is it doesn't work that way like that workout is going to give you more energy yeah. and and the other part and i haven't ever been able to get into this the other big point of that article was it was all about napping i can't do naps it doesn't work. <laughs> no, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> right but it's just sort of getting dialed into like for me it's just the natural rhythms right yes. i i get up super early in the morning right my i'm typically out of bed at 30 or 5 in the morning that's, Dude, that's that not everybody i not give that, that, that to Larry. He calls that is. sleeping in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I love, love it. <laughs> it. But you've got to recognize that, you know, and it's, and it's something yeah. when I do the deep dives and the conversations on, on my podcast, I I'm supremely curious about this stuff, but I've learned to ask like, are, are you a natural morning person or are you more productive in the evening? Right? So you've right. just got to recognize those things. For me, it's get up, get that workout in, get the energy up and then crank. And if I do that, and I, I try not to put too many meetings in the morning because that's my most productive time. I'm going to crash in the afternoon. That's my natural process. I should be able to take a nap, but I can't. And, but what I know is that's not the point that I can do the work work that needs to get done. So that's instead... Right. I schedule my meetings. I schedule conversations like this yes. and that's going to get me juiced. I love talking to people, mm-hmm. right? So it, it's just recognizing what are your natural rhythms and how can you build your own structure and break it down to the day? What are you going to get done consistently every day? And how are you going to structure that yeah. in a way that it's actually going to work and you're going to feel good about it? Ah, oh, that's, yeah, so- you know, yeah, because you, you bring up something and, and I, I learned this many,
0: many, many years ago. And you said something about energy and mind and all that is I found out that I have the most energy and my brain works the best from the minute I wake up in the morning till like mid afternoon. And then I'm I'm just jello from mid afternoon on because my even though, you know, I'm here, I'm not there mentally sometimes because my energy level is
2: starting to peter out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, so that's it. And Larry, if it makes you feel any better, I do wake up at two thirty a.m. Pacific time.
1: <laughs> there oh. you go. He does beat you out of bed, Larry? Oh, that. Uh, no, Scott. That reminds me of uh, one of my favorite <laughs> books. I don't know if you've seen the Power of Full Engagement. It may be the guys that wrote the HBR article, but um, I think that is a, a great question to ask. Is how are you managing your energy in the middle of all of this? Because if there's one. If you know we we can manage time, but if we can bring more energy to the table and, and definitely make sure we're engaging in the right activities
2: at the right time, ah, massive, so good. Yeah. So yeah. And I think it's such a great topic to really deep dive on. I, I tend to go through sort of, I don't know whether it's themes or whatever right now. And I'm, I'm on a, for a while, I've been on a big memoir kick and, and like Phil Knight's shoe dog was absolutely incredible. <laughs> um, Michelle Obama's book is really good. I mean, there's, there's a lot of good stuff out there, but I went like super deep for six months or a year and read probably a dozen different books, books about habits and time management and all of this stuff. And that was probably one of the most rewarding periods of time that I've spent that just pays dividends over and over and over Mm -hmm. again. So if folks want to reach out to me, I'm I'm super open and available. If you want to send an email to Scott at top one.fm, I'm happy to to recommend some of those books or put a a short list together because they're not all top of mind right now, but there's, there's some
1: great ones. Oh, that's, that's super. And, you know, I think you bring up another good thing when you're a point to make when you're thinking about that new year is in that, in that plan for your new year, what, what self-directed learning journeys are you going to go on? Because at the end of the day, you know, if we want to, if we want to be more than a walking brochure, which is a prescription for death in sales, we've got to bring insight and we've got to be able to drive conversation that adds value. And, And the only way to do that is, as we talk about on the podcast a lot is, spending some time educating ourselves and, that, that's uh, right. you know, whatever that journey is, the things that you learn are going to be valuable to your own life and to the people
2: that you interact with every day. Well, and, and what the best of the best do is they treat sales as a craft, right? Mm-hmm. This is something that you have to actively work on and actively practice. And you have to recognize that you are the most important part of that, you're yeah. the one, right? Building that relationship, finding a way to add that value, being productive, being in a position that you can serve other people is the most important thing that you can do. Ah, That's so good.
1: Well, that's why I came up. With, that's why I came up with the term empty, empty suits, Scott. Yeah, We don't want any empty suits, which is also on a t-shirt, Larry, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah what a great conversation, Scott. Thank you so much for for joining us today. And um, if you have not seen the sales success stories podcast, uh, you got to check it out. Just hit your podcast app, type in sales success stories, or go to top one.fm. And uh, I love the way Scott, give us, give our listeners just a little vision behind that podcast before we wrap up today. Cause I think it's brilliant.
2: Yeah, well, I, I think I think we did it at the top. Right. It's it's just this idea of being able to uh, people have called me sort of the Tim Ferriss of the sales podcast world. Right. It's very deep dive. And it's yeah. just getting at the heart of those who are, are doing it. Right. Guys like 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 me. Right. Who are yeah. carrying a quota. Absolutely. <laughs> I got a $3 million number to hit. How am I going to do that? What's, what's the process? How are other people doing it? What's working today? And, And that's really the key, right? There's so many distractions and so much more information out there than there's ever been. So how are the best of the best really distilling that and taking advantage of that and performing at incredible levels?
1: Fantastic. What a great resource. Thanks for all you do. Thanks for putting together the sales success summit coming up next October. Uh, and, and so many good things, Scott, what a, what a, um, gift and and blessing you are to the sales community, uh, for all you give back. I I sincerely, uh, really appreciate it. Thank you. And, um, to everyone else, um, we just want to challenge you, take this week and do a deep dive. Um, you know, look back over where you've been, look at where you want to go, um, get reflective and get strategic in all of it. And we look forward to hearing from you. Uh, how's that going for you? What uh you know, what are you learning? Uh what are you seeing in yourself and, and what are you excited about for the new year? Reach out to us um through Twitter, through sellingfromtheheart.net, our LinkedIn group. Uh anyway, we love hearing from all of you. Uh but until until next time, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep doing the hard work, spend some time this week reflecting and planning, and most of all, sell from the heart.